This episode is brought to you by Talkiatry. Talking about mental health isn't always easy. Finding care should be. Meet Talkiatry. They offer virtual in-network psychiatry to treat the most common mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, OCD, and trauma. Within a week, they can match you with a doctor who takes insurance and takes the time to listen. Get started at Talkiatry.com start. That's T-A-L-K-I-A-T-R-Y dot start. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower-than-low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. So it's easy to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. We've locked in low prices to help you save big store-wide. Look for the locked-in low prices tags and enjoy extra savings throughout the store. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man! He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. It's the Single Storm Podcast. I think sometimes Americans forget about the strength. One of the strengths of America is our economy. One of the, st- the strengths of a free society is the, the ability to have an open marketplace, to exchange goods, and get a fair return for your money. Economic prosperity is a hallmark for the United States of America. And it is the reason why we were able to lay low so many of, of history's dictators is because well, in, in the case of the Soviet Union in particular, but all of them, really, we were able to finance our defense. We're able to finance an effective means for keeping this country going, whether it be uh, militarily or economically, freedom and, and all of that. The, the, the military keeps our, uh, heretofore, ke- keeps our, our rights in place in the Constitution. However, Our economy feeds the military, keeps them paid, keeps them armed, and keeps them fed. It's the the economic prowess of America is inseparable from from what it is to be the United States of America. We you can't have a free and prosperous America without a robust economy to keep it that way. Does that make sense? Because none of the other things that we do in this country are possible without economic means. And you know what? It used to be a, a self-feeding system, meaning those who were making money were invested in keeping that going. Those who were creating economic prosperity, making breakthroughs, innovation, technological innovation, uh, innovation in farming, innovation in the sciences, everything was was funded by a robust American economy. When that's done away with, it's it's very, very hard to keep your way of life going, not only for your government, not only for those things that I mentioned, but also just for the rank and file folks. You can't keep your life going without a robust economy. So 
I've been finding some of these these sound bites from the past, economists from the past. You all know Art Laffer. You all know Stephen Moore, who, by the way, is our guest coming up here on the Salcedo Storm podcast. You know these luminaries in modern economic uh, parlance and mo- modern economic theory. You may not have been so familiar with the legends. Some of you are older may know the name Milton Friedman, but some of you folks maybe toward the tail end of Gen X, maybe millennials, certainly Gen Z. You don't know who Milton Friedman is. And I've been pulling some of his sound bites from Instagram. And they're really, really good ones. Here's, here's Milton Friedman talking about why Social Security could never be passed if people knew what Social Security actually was. Listen to this. Social Security is a combination of a bad tax system with a bad way of distributing welfare. It's got two components, and I have never known anybody, whatever his political or other persuasion, who would defend either component separately. If you look at the tax system, who can defend a, a wage tax? A tax on wages up to a maximum. Who could defend a tax on a desirable activity? Meaning, I'm going to go to work Ah, your government wants you to work. Yes, and we, we want you to work so much that we're going to penalize you for making money. And the income tax and the taxes to fund certain government programs derived from punishing economic activity has never made sense to me. And frankly, if it's presented in that way, very few Americans go, yeah, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. If the whole idea is to stay off welfare, if the whole idea is to work for a living, why would we actually allow our government to punish us for doing so? A tax on work, a tax which discourages employers from hiring people and discourages people from going to work. And a tax which is borne by the lowest wage groups. It's a regressive tax. You could never in a, in, a, in a millions of years, Sundays, you could never have gotten such a tax passed as a tax. And that's what it is. It's a tax. And if, and if you had told the people the truth in the federal government about what Social Security actually is, then it never would have passed. But Social Security has been a lie since the moment it was crammed down our throats. I wrote about this. I can't believe it's been this long, but it's uh, on uh, PJ Media, back when I was doing uh, a lot more writing than I've been doing these days. This is uh, a piece called Social Security, Broken Promises and Dreams from the Biggest Ripoff Ever Foisted on America by Liberals. And basically what I, what I said in this piece what I reminded Americans, what I, what I informed many Americans probably about for the first time, is that Social Security has been a lie since the moment it was implemented. Let me, let me just tell you how it starts off, and hopefully I can prompt you to go read it for yourself. It's quite lengthy, so I can't go all over, over it all here. But it starts like this. A few weeks ago, I received one of those chain emails from my mother-in-law. You know the ones. They, they often fly fast and loose with the facts in order to disparage a cause, person, or political party. This one happened to deal with the utter failure of the Social Security program. And as is typical, this one made some pretty wild claims. But as is almost always the case, these emails circulating in cyberspace often have their basis in fact. So I began to do a little digging. 
when I discovered about the origins, what I discovered about the origins of the Social Security system and the litany of broken promises made by said program led me to believe that liberals never intended it to be a safety net. It was merely a net, a net designed to enslave the American population into government dependence and to defeat America's tradition of individual liberty and self-reliance. So what I go through in the piece, folks, is I, I basically lay out all of the beginning promises of Social Security, what they said it would do and what it ended up doing, right? They, they said, I'll give you an example. For the first three years, starting in 1937, both employer and employee will pay one, one cent for every dollar the employee earns, up to 3000 a year. Is that still the case today? Are, are, are you still paying one penny for every dollar to Social Security? The next three years, starting in 1940, employers and employee will pay 1.5 cents for each dollar the employee earns, up to $3,000 a year. The next three years, begin 1943, both will pay two cents for every dollar earned, up to 3000 After that, each pays two and a half cents for, uh, for three years, up to $3,000. And finally, beginning in 1949, 12 years from the start of the program, both employee and employer will each pay three cents on each dollar earned, up to $3,000 a year. The section ends with this promise. That is the most you will ever pay. That's the quote. That is the most you will ever pay. Has that been the case today with Social Security? No. The pamphlet concludes saying that the taxpayer's money will go into a fund where it will earn 3% interest. And what you get from the government plan will always be more than you have paid in taxes and usually more than you could get for yourself by putting away the same amount of money each week in some other way. None of that is true. None of that is true of Social Security. But that's that's the deal that was made and the deal that was broken by the federal government. So, yeah, Milton Friedman, there's a lot of wisdom in what this guy says. He he also talks about the the dangers of a totalitarian government and this is what Social Security went into feeding, my friends. The creation of the federal leviathan that we see today a leviathan that isn't accountable to us that can't be overseen by the elected officials that we send to washington because it's so big and it's so unruly and populated with a bunch of unelected nameless faceless bureaucrats that that it's grown beyond the consent of the governed and here's milton friedman telling us the dangers of this don't let the government become the master instead of the servant and the real problem is in my opinion that as we move from the local community to the state, from the state to the federal government, it becomes increasingly difficult for us to control the mechanism we have established. And that mechanism tends to control us. That was the great wisdom of the founding fathers of this country, of the people who wrote the Constitution. That Constitution was designed to limit government's powers in order to preserve the freedom of the individuals. And what has happened in the past 50 years is that the fundamental character of the Constitution has really been changed. We have broadened enormously the conception of what is a governmental power and what is not, and have departed from that limited government until we have created a Frankenstein, an unlimited government that threatens to destroy us. 
When was the last time you actually asked the question, hey, does the government actually have the authority or power to do whatever it is you're suggesting or examining? Does the government have the power to tell you what light bulbs you can buy? Does the government have the power to tell you that you can't use a gas stove or a gas water heater? Does the government have the power to to found new agencies that that have no or little government oversight from your elected officials? And does the does the federal establishment have the right to grow beyond the consent of the governed? Some questions to ask. Folks, we we have a hyper focus on economic concerns coming up on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. I'm sure you've seen all these Obamacare commercials. If they were accurate, everybody would be happy and your wallet wouldn't be dragged over the coals. In the real world, it appears those ads are just as much BS as Obamacare is. What if you're under 65 and need quality, affordable health coverage? American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays at the doctor and no deductible on all outpatient services including surgeries. You pick your doctors and hospitals. There are private plans, enroll anytime, and they are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Have you been growing frustrated that all your favorite stuff's getting canceled out there by the woke crowd? When Fox News, in deference to leftists, got rid of Tucker Carlson. Didn't you say to yourself, nobody asked me? Folks, you have power to stop that. Stop funding woke companies. Support those who stand for America, your rights, and your values. Go with Patriot Mobile. I know what you're saying. How is Patriot Mobile going to help me fight back? Well, not only do they have an industry-leading coverage guarantee, They're also America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. And then there's this. When you make the switch to Patriot Mobile by going to PatriotMobile.com slash storm. PatriotMobile.com slash storm. You support me. You keep my voice independent, making sure the woke crowd can't touch me. So if you prize your values, if you like good value, and you want to keep your liberty-loving Latino conservative, strong, and unafraid, go to PatriotMobile.com slash storm. Use my promo code STORM. Get free activation. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Take a stand against the woke at patriotmobile.com slash storm. Why get your news from people who don't share your values? Get news stories from Texas Scorecard. We provide real news for real Texans. Did you know you can watch Texas Scorecard on your TV? If you have a Roku or Apple TV device, download the free Texas Scorecard app. There you can find all the great Texas Scorecard video content, like daily headlines, the Luke Macias show, Heads Up, and Scorecard documentaries. Download the Texas Scorecard app for free on Roku or Apple TV. I I know many of you can't believe we're shutting down schools now, sending schools, uh, children home from GovEd schools to make room for illegal aliens. But you also might want to talk about what's happening with the economy, and to help me do that, Stephen Moore, he's a prominent free market economist and distinguished visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation. During the 2016 presidential campaign, Mr. Moore served as a senior economic advisor to President Donald J. Trump and recently published Trumponomics Inside the America First Plan to Revive Our Economy. Mr. Moore, welcome back. Hey, Chris, good to be with you. By the way, yeah, that story has just gone so viral about shutting down schools so that we can house illegal immigrants. It is so infuriating. I mean, people have smoke coming out of their ears of the craziness. I mean, 
Is it any wonder that we have some of the worst test scores of all the students in the world when we're shutting down our our schools? I mean, like this. I mean, and, and they're doing well, uh, Zoom classes. I mean, it's, it's it's just infuriating. Well, you know, I was I wasn't going to talk to you about it because it wasn't uh, economics related. But I mean, I guess every American, whether you're in economics, whether you're in sports, whatever you right. do, could could get a little upset that the Democrat Party, their solution is to send our children home. By the way, the taxpayers, the taxpayers aren't going to get a refund. Uh, the, the taxpayers that are, right. that are paying for the government-run school, uh, they, they, get, they get to turn their government-run school into an, uh, an illegal alien shelter, and their kids get put on the back burner. Mr. Moore, isn't this an example of the Democrats' America last policies? It sure is. And, and look, I, by the way, I'm very pro-immigrant. I think immigrants are incredibly great assets to our country. But you have to have a legal system. You can't just let anybody want to come in. You know, we don't know if, if they're criminals. We don't know if they're drug runners. We don't know if they're terrorists. We don't know who these people are. Uh, and, and so, you know, I'll just tell you one quick story. You know, I hail from uh, the great city of Chicago, and I still have a lot of fam- family members there. And I have a liberal brother. I, uh, I am very liberal, and I'm very conservative. And but, you know, we, we still get along. But he texted me the other day with this headline from the mm. Chicago Tribune. You'll appreciate this uh, being in Texas. And the headline from the Tribune is, this dirty rascal, Greg Abbott, is sending all these illegal immigrants to uh, the suburbs of Chicago. And he was infuriated by this. And I, I said, well, David, texted him. I said, David, you know, you're the ones who are the sanctuary city. You've been saying that for 20 years. You're the sanctuary city, sanctuary state. You said you wanted all these illegal immigrants. Exactly. Well, here they are. Exactly. You know? I and, mean, and, and, well, and, my point is how hypocritical these liberals are. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, we want all the illegal immigrants. And then when they come, you know, oh, where did all these people come from? Exactly. And, and, if, and if Joe Biden wasn't allowing illegal aliens... Nine million plus at this point to stream into America, yeah. then there would be no illegal aliens that Greg Abbott could send to Chicago. I'm, exactly, and I'm, you know, and by the way, and yeah, I think your listeners know because you're right there, pretty close to the border. That uh, you know that your governor is trying to put up some barbed wire fences and other things to keep these people out, and you know the federal government, the border patrol is now cutting the fences so the illegal immigrants can come in. I thought the border patrol was there to keep the illegal immigrants out, not well, to let them in. I know, I know, and that's that they've been turned into Walmart greeters now by this by this regime. Let's pivot now because, by the way, okay. and this is this is where we can go into the economics. Let's just not yeah. forget that the, the Republican Party has voted to fully fund. All of this illegal immigration campaign that, that the entire country is suffering under. Yep. Uh, yep. The overspending agreement that was reached yep. by the speaker and and the majority yeah. leader. First blush, what do you think about it? Because it, I mean, here's what it here's what it does do. It codifies rampant, uncontrolled Democrat level overspending, which, yep. in yep. my mind, is an existential threat. What do you say? Well, I certainly agree with you that, that um, you know, we have a cancer in our financial system, and that cancer is the uh, the massive uh, debt spending that's going on in this country. And, and I, don't, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't care what party you're in or what your, you know, overall philosophy is. Everyone knows it's wrong. Everyone knows that this story has a disastrous, catastrophic ending if we keep doing this. Uh, you know, just to, just to repeat some of the statistics I know that most people are aware of. You know, we just passed the $34 trillion mark on our national debt. Mm-hmm. Rich, when I came to Washington in 1984 to work for Ronald Reagan when I was a pimple-faced kid, uh, the I'll never forget, with the debt for the first time in American history went to $1 trillion. 
And we thought, oh, my God, how could a country falter that much that we have a trillion-dollar debt? Here we are 35 years later. It's $34 trillion. And, by the way, if we stay on this, the Biden course because he has a 10-year budget forecast, you know what the budget, uh, the debt goes to? Over $50 trillion. So we have a psychopathic spender in the White House, Joe Biden, who's already added $6 trillion to debt in the three years. And I guess there's a long-winded answer to your question, but what I'm saying is if Americans are concerned, and I think most are, about this massive debt, there is only one solution, and it's not this budget agreement that they're trying to put together. There's only one solution, and that is we have to get Joe Biden out of the White House. Yeah. And well. so I, my view, and, and there's no way that Republicans with a slim four-seat majority in the House, when the Democrats, Ducky Schumer runs the Senate and Biden runs the White House, they're not going to be able to change the direction of this. We, so I'm in favor of this deal because it's about probably the best we can do under the circumstances. And then for the next nine months, we have to keep saying over and over and over again to America, there is only one solution here. If you're concerned about all this uh, debt and spending, and I'm not here to tell you Republicans are the salvation, but can you imagine four more years of this with Joe Biden oh, in the White House? No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's going to be a disaster. And again, as you said, we got a psychopath. Uh, a psychopathic regime sitting in there because yep. nobody believes that Joe Biden is in charge of anything. So the psychopathic regime, the last thing you should be doing is feeding the psychopathic regime. And what I've said to every Republican is, look, in divided government, you don't get you don't get everything you want, but you don't get zero. And that's what the Republicans have gotten all of last year. And they're that's setting true. up this year is to get zero. Well, Let me just ask you, because you took me where. By we're, the way, Chris, can I just interrupt you? For yeah, a second? Sure. I, you know, look, I, I'm blaming this on a lot, most of this on Biden for sure. But Let's be honest. I mean, this is a bipartisan problem. Yes. Politicians love to play Santa Claus. So I'm not here to tell you that Republicans are going to be the you know, solution to all our problems. Yep. All I'm saying is that I've never seen anything like this president. I mean, he's, he's, he's passed $6 trillion of new spending. Do you know how much uh, budget cuts he's proposed? None. None that I'm, none zero that I'm unless it's unless it's defense. I mean, I mean, I'm, and of course he's saving a ton of money on on enforcement at the border because he's just not doing it. But let's let's talk about where you went because you're looking at thirty four trillion dollars. We have rising interest rates, and the most recent figures I've seen that we're paying right around seven hundred billion dollars in interest alone. Interest. Tax yeah, receipts, yeah, tax receipts to the U.S. government gets them around four four and a half trillion dollars yeah. every year. What yep. happens? What happens when we get to a point where for every four dollars we collect from the American people, one of those dollars is going to interest alone on the debt? What happens to us? Well, it's it's you know, it's basically you're trying to swim up a river, right? I mean, in other words, the interest, and by the way, it's it's, it's even worse than you just said, Chris, because in the next two years, the debt are you ready for this? Debt payment, the interest on the debt alone. Each year will be $1 trillion. So come on. I mean, we're going to be paying our taxes just to pay for the interest payment. That means no roads, no bridges, no highways, no no schools, no health care, no, none of this. It's all going to go just to pay for the interest. I mean, that's a debt trap. And if you do that, you're, you're in big, big, big trouble. We cannot be the world's economic superpower, and thank goodness we are. We have been for the last 75 years. If we're multi-multi-trillion dollars of debt to everybody. By the way, the, the Chinese own a lot of our debt, so that's scary. 
Yeah. Well, folks, prominent economist Stephen Moore is our guest right now. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, too, about the, the, the scariness, the, the regime, the Biden regime is out there touting Bidenomics and how, wonder, <laughs> how wonderful everything is. But poll after poll after poll shows the American people don't don't feel it and are not experiencing this this sunny propaganda that's coming out of the White House inflation high gas prices under yeah. this under this occupier of the Oval Office the American people saw record high gas prices food prices yep. are continuing to skyrocket unsustainable and it's all because it's all driven by inflation which is led by the government spending you and I have just been blasting yep. out of the water we can't sustain this can we no, we certainly can. Everyone knows that it can't be sustained. And anybody out there who says, oh, all we have to do is, is uh, soak the rich and raise tax on the rich, which is Biden's solution. I mean, the rich already pay virtually half of the taxes in America. I mean, you know, why is it that everybody's losing, leaving California, New York, Illinois, because they're trying to get away from high taxes? Mm-hmm. So we're going to do for America what California and Illinois and New York done to those states? No, that's not going to happen. We need prosperity. We need uh, leaner budgets. I mean, if I were in the White House, I'd be taking a chainsaw to this budget. I'd cut every program by 20%. I really would, Chris. Yeah. I mean, come on. I would. If you can't pay your bills, you just cut, cut, cut. Would anybody really care if we cut 20% from the Department of Energy Energy or Department of Education? Department of Education doesn't doesn't educate any kids. Yeah. If President Trump gets in, I I would say that my number one recommendation would be just you know what? Don't submit a budget to me unless across the board yep. that uh, you get a one penny, a one penny cut yeah. over what right. the, over what you got last year, over what you spent last yeah. year, and then and then go from there. And then a downward. Yeah. And, it's it's called the penny plan, and, that, and that, it that works. Would, that that would save a lot of money because you know instead of the you know if you got a curve that's going up, if you bend the curve down. Uh, if you cut one penny in the first year and then one penny in the second year, one penny in the third year, one penny in the fourth year, one penny in the fifth year, pretty soon you're going to have a balanced budget. And that's not, you know, that, that's what any business would do. That's what any household would do. Mm-hmm. They suck in their stomach and tighten their belt. That never happens in Washington. And, yes, this is, a, this is a crisis. The rest of the world's laughing behind our back. The other thing we should be doing is producing every single possible barrel of oil and all the natural gas and coal that we can, Amen. we could be exporting it. We could tax that. We could have a tax on that, and, and it would raise billions and billions of dollars. Right. And, and all we're being told now is we can't have gas heaters. We can't have gas stoves. <laughs> we can't have light bulbs. We have to drive these battery cars <laughs> that blow up on the road. That, that we, have, we don't even have the raw materials on planet Earth to build one generation of electric cars. But that's what we're told where we've got yep. to go. Uh, that's the last thing I wanted to talk to you about. Again, back full circle to just you being an American, that the Democrats are saying that they want to save democracy by denying the vote. They, they won't allow their own Democrat voters to vote in the primary. Now they're going after Republicans, telling Republicans they can't vote for President Trump in certain states. Do you think that they just don't know the meaning of the word democracy? <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, this is one of my pet peeves. And, and uh, you know, America, I, and maybe some people might be offended by, by saying this, but it's simply the truth. America is not, we're not a democracy. We're not a democracy. It's true. We're a representative form of government. You know, there's an old saying that, you know, democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. Um, we are not a majority <laughs> rule country. We have, we, our system was set up by our in, ingenious 
founding fathers to protect the rights of the minority. So it's not, you know, uh, majority rule in this country, and thank God it isn't. So I'm sick of that term. We are a representative form of government. We're not a democracy. But that being said, you know, these same people are saying Trump is a danger to the democracy are the ones who don't want our democratic system to work, and they're going to try to pull Trump off the ballot. I don't care if they tried to pull him off the ballot in 50 states, Chris. You know what the American people would do? They would vote in Trump as, you know, so this is backfiring. People are so outraged by these tactics by the left to try to destroy Trump. And look, Trump has his flaws. I work for him. I, I think a lot, I, I hate what happened on January 6th, but I love his policies. And let the voters decide. Why is the left so afraid of letting voters decide? Well, you know why, because communists throughout human history, that's that that's that's the bane of their existence, allowing the people to decide. And you know what? That's the right. only the only people who don't know that we are a constitutional representative republic are the folks at CNN, uh, MSNBS, exactly. the Democrat Party and GovEd. So but everybody else seems to know that Stephen Moore, everybody, prominent free market economist and a trusted voice on economic matters and also how to be a good American. Sir, appreciate the visit. Okay, Chris, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. And that there, my friends, puts a wrap on this Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me a favor. Visit a couple of websites, TexasScoreCard.com. When you go there, you're going to keep track of what the conservative movement is trying to do to make sure Texas is Democrat-proof. And part of the, part of the effort, i got to be honest with you, is to stop the Democrats' infiltration into the Republican Party and into conservative circles, as so many of these left-wing pro-democrat republicans have done and a complete infiltration so it's being tracked and uh, solutions are being bandied about at texas scorecard also visit chrissalcedo.com that's where you find me the chris salcedo radio show a simulcast in the morning on ksev the voice of texas also on newsmax 2 and the getter and rumble chats also you'll find us on newsmax 1 in the afternoon full-blown television my friends nationwide 4 o'clock Eastern until 5, Monday through Friday. So until we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. We, the people. Stay vigilant out there, my friends. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.